Okay, will you state your full name for us? It's John Thomas Gillen, and I was born March 11th, 1963, in Odessa, where I still live. So, you were raised in Odessa. What was that like? Um, growing up in Odessa as a kid, I, I had no idea that, that things were really different than they should have been. Um, I was out of high school before I realized that we were segregated illegally my whole time. So it was 1982 when Odessa desegregated officially, which was nearly, what? Almost 30 years, 30 after, years Brown after Brown versus Board of Education. So that was, that was a, a realization that happened later. And um, yeah, and I taught in Odessa. I still teach in Odessa. Um, I taught in Midland at Lee High School for two years, and I taught at Greenwood for a year and have taught in other locations, but uh, I'm back in Odessa now. When you were a kid, what did you, were there anything, was there anything that you saw as a kid? Well, I do remember as a kid, I was with my dad, I was six or seven years old, probably around 1970 or 71. We were at a, a business and uh, they had a sign up that said, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. And, and I'd seen it at other places, other businesses, and I was just wondering why would they not want to serve someone? It's a business. I was a young kid, but I knew how things worked, I guess. I asked my dad and he told me it's because um, that way they don't have to serve and he used the N word. And, and as a young kid, I thought, that doesn't seem right, but again, that's, that was the norm, and, and it was for a long time in Odessa and in Midland. I know those signs existed in Midland, too. We, we came over for shopping and different things, and uh, of course, as, as I've grown up, I've spent a lot of time in both cities, and anyway, that was a bit of a, a, an awakening for me, I guess, a long time ago, realizing that it's okay to hate a whole group of people because of their skin color. And the sign was there, it was innocent, but it had a, a, a very unhealthy, sad, discriminatory meaning that I had no idea till then. And um, when I think about Lee High School and the sign on that building, it's the same thing for me. It has a meaning. It's a, the word Lee. It's not a bad word, but for some people, many people, it, it represents bad parts of our history. And uh, it's not something that I feel comfortable still being up on the building where I used to work. And at the time, I, I remember conducting Dixie for the first time and thinking, this felt, we this, it felt weird. But that was part of my job, and I didn't complain about it. I, I just remember thinking, this is a little weird. So uh, that, that was certainly an experience that, that uh, changed me in some way. It made me th think more deeply about some of those issues, though, I believe. As a longtime educator and as an educator who's worked elementary through high school, what kind of message do you think that sends to students? I think 
if you have a school named after someone who really was was totally okay with slavery, he owned Lee, Robert E. Lee, owned numerous slaves. He didn't buy them. That was an argument that I've heard people make, but he did own them and he managed them. And, and uh, the reality that students are going of all different races, colors, creeds, religions, they don't often realize the implications of that either because it's a long time ago, but <clears throat> I just, I, I'm not comfortable with that thought that we have kids that are elevating the Lee name still, and uh, it's, I don't know if it's a name that we should elevate. We have some history um, Ancestry.com things that we've discovered that my mother has spoken about for years. She's still living. But uh, we have some proof that we're probably related to the Lees of Virginia from that time. And, and uh, it's not something that, that uh, I can change, but it, it gives me another little perspective that's kind of an interesting twist and in thinking, well, that's part of my heritage too. It's not something that I've tried to promote or believe that it's a good thing, but it's it's nearly 100% sure that, that we're, my mother's side is related to the Lee family, including the Robert E. Lee family. Mm -hmm. Not a direct uh, relationship, but a, you know, some kind of an uncle from way back. You were telling us a story about in 93 or 94 when you saw crosses burning? Yes, um, I was teaching at Greenwood at the time and living in Midland and drove to Greenwood each morning and there was a morning when there were smoldering crosses in the front yard between the city of Midland and the Greenwood school. And, and uh, I remember sort of it was disbelief that I felt because it, it just seemed like, how can that still be going on in this 1993-94 time period? And uh, it was. And it was uh, an example of, we don't want, we don't want anything in Greenwood that's, that's uh, not, it, it's, it was a white flight community. and. We want to keep it that way. Do you think that was the message that was being sent? That was my opinion. Now, I didn't speak to anyone who was directly involved that I know of, but uh, I often wondered, there's someone in that community who's, who's feeling this kind of hatred that they want to send a message, a big message, to everyone who drives down that road. And that was pretty much the only way to get to Greenwood from Midland was on that one roadway. And I received the message. Mm -hmm. and, and, you, uh, and you only taught there one year. Right. What was it like teaching at Lee High School? It was a great time to be teaching there. It, it's a great program. The music programs, the band in particular I worked with as assistant band director. It, it was a great, a great program and to work with so many great leaders at the time that... Uh, were all about the kids. It was all about the kids. The staff in general was 
very pro-kid. When you were, did you graduate from Odessa or Permian? Permian High School. And it was still segregated? It was. In 1981, I graduated, and it was 82 when desegregation, the 82 graduating year that was the first year, I believe that was the first year with, uh, with integration. integration. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I've got an interesting remem remembrance of that, too. I was just out of high school. I was working at the brand new Dillard's department store in Odessa. And one of the co-workers was a senior at Ector High School. This was 1981. So, and Ector was the... Ector was the, the school for non-white students for the most part. There were exceptions to that, but very few. Well, this student, I don't remember his name, but uh, he and I were about the same age. Well, I remember I had a 93 average this is before we did 4.0s, and uh, I was number 70 in my class, which happened to be the last of the 10 percenters. I just made it. I squeaked in there at 93. Well, I remember we were discussing that one day because he was about to graduate too, and uh, he had a 93 average, nearly the same average. He was in the top 10 at Ector. And that, to me, revealed that there is a huge disparity of, between what is really great academically at this one school that's the result of segregation and another school that's the opposite result of the segregation, that the kids at Permian were probably getting a higher level of education than the kids at Ector. And this was, again, nearly 30 years after Brown versus Board of Education. How do you feel about all the pushback that's, that's gone on and, and just understanding both sides of those that want to keep some form of we, um, do you understand kind of where, where that comes from? And then also um, the ones who don't want to keep any, any form of we, what are your thoughts on, on that? I, I think there must be some mental blinder on for people who don't see the need for change. I hope that's what it is, that they, they see Lee as, it's a beautiful thing, it's been a good thing, it's been a great thing for many years. And I think that the blinders keep them from seeing the negative part of that. That's my hope. My worry is that there's some still in this community who are anti, anti non-white people, they want they still want those days when it was okay to, to say the N-word in public and to... It, burn it, crosses. It, yeah, to burn crosses in yards and to uh, segregate and to uh, talk bad about people because of their skin color. And I worry that that's, that's still a, an issue in Midland and Odessa still. Um, I would love to see people think about it in a different way and I, I'm, that's my goal as, as I comment on things on Facebook or do a podcast that I'm hoping that I can at least share the reasons why I think it's time for us to move completely away from the Lee name so that we can have a school that represents the entire population and, and it was not done 
as, as Lee originally was. It was done to discourage and to segregate, even though segregation was no longer legal. It was a way to do that. And it was a way to intimidate, um, especially around the time of that happening, around 1960. Um, that was the plan, was to let's name this school, I believe at least, let's name the school something that black people will not want to be a part of because Lee represents everything that, that we want and we do not want the black population in our school. That's what I believe. You were born in 63? Yes. So do you remember any of that growing up? I mean, you would have been really little um, in the 60s during the Civil Rights Movement when it was at its heyday. I, I remember some of the events. I remember Martin Luther King's assassination. It's one of my early memories, and, and uh, I remember my family members thinking it wasn't the worst thing in the world, and, I, and that still bothers me a bit. My, my parents and grandparents were not... Not sad. Not, not sad about it, and they were... They, they were people that uh, at the time thought it was okay to hate people because of skin color, because that's how they were brought up too, I, I suppose. So growing up that way, how did you get from that to where you are now? I think one of the, that pivotal moment really was seeing that sign as a kid and, and thinking about that. And then uh, later on, the student that I worked with at Dillard's and thinking about that. And then as an educator, I've got 712 students right now at the school I'm teaching, Dice Elementary, and, and we have a mix of everything imaginable, races, religions, non-religions, um, and I, how, how am I supposed to hate any one of those kids based upon what they believe or the color of their skin? As an educator, that is... I can't, I can't imagine being an educator and thinking that way. And when I was pres president of TMEA, I had 15,000 educators and, and uh, 70,000 students who tried out for Allstate mm -hmm. at some level. Mm -hmm. And how could I wish any one of those students to have success over another based upon anything other than their skill. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I can't, it's, it's a foreign concept to me now. And I think as I've seen a bigger world and I've seen all kinds of people in all, all different areas that I just can't hold on to something that's just clearly wrong to me. They're lucky to have you as a teacher. I, I hope so, I've tried my best. If there's something you could say to the communities of Midland and Odessa, what would you say? I'd say, let's, let's, let's make this change. Let's do it for our future because the past is there and it's not gonna change and our history will not be gone. Let, let's change something that's better for the kids I hear upstairs here, that they can go to a school that's got a a name that doesn't have any kind of a racial overtone to it. Let's, let's do it for the, their kids who are going to be coming up 
at some point and let's make this a, a better place for people of all colors and all religions and, and all ways of thinking. Let's do it now so that it's taken care of for the future. Absolutely. Thank you.